So I'm just curious, what has changed for you or what feels different for you that's preventing you from having that big explosion of frustration? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Part of it is that I'd rather not destroy my own work. Does it feel different for you? Yeah, it, it feels better. Can you describe kind of what's going on in your mind that's... I'm like, ugh, I made a mistake. Well, that's what erasers are for. Erase, erase, erase. <laughs> Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber. Today's episode features another short conversation with my 11-year-old son, Asher. Today, we're talking about frustration, specifically the kind of frustration that many differently wired kids experience when something they're working on doesn't turn out the way they expected. To learn more about this podcast and Tilt, the revolution for parents raising atypical kids, visit TiltParenting.com. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary of Gotcha Day when we adopted our sweet Haskell, my cat who acts like a dog, plays fetch, and who I'm pretty sure has sensory processing differences. Are you getting a new pet soon? That means you'll need to think about getting the necessities like food, toys, a bed. Something you may not be thinking about, though, is pet insurance. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. There's so much more to maintaining a healthy gut microbiome than eating a balanced and healthy diet, travel, certain medications, and of course, something many of us have plenty of in our daily life, stress, are just some of the other factors that can totally throw off our systems. Enter Ritual. They created Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Their supplement includes two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gas, and diarrhea. I like Symbiotic Plus because it delivers all this goodness in one single nested minty delayed released capsule designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. And because the capsules don't require refrigeration, I just keep them on my desk so that I get that helpful visual cue every morning. Plus, they're easy to bring with me when I travel. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. 
Frustration used to be one of my son Asher's primary emotions, which isn't actually unusual or surprising, especially because of his having classic asynchronous development issues stemming from the contrast between his high IQ and his emotional development. I also know that having a low tolerance for frustration is a big part of many differently wired kids' lives. Frustration can come out in so many different circumstances, but one situation that seems to frequently elicit it is when kids are working on creative and school projects, and they have this picture in their head of what they want to do or create, but what they come up with falls short of their expectations. Also, just to be clear, I realize this kind of situation can be extremely frustrating for neurologically typical kids too, especially those with perfectionistic tendencies. But because with differently wired kids, there can be a pretty huge disconnect between their vision and the final product, kids who struggle when things don't go the way they expect can be especially triggered. On top of that, the way they express that frustration is very often bigger than their peers, like much bigger. I wanted to ask Asher about frustration because lately I've been noticing in him a fledgling ability to kind of roll with the punches. This is very new, and it's very exciting. During a homeschool project we've been working on, I realized just how far he's come. Today, you were working on an architecture art project? Why, yes, I was. And I noticed that you made some mistakes as you were working on it. And I made a comment, like, oh, I didn't realize you made a mistake because I didn't hear a big explosion. And I was like... But I told you that I made a mistake. <laughs> I know. It made me kind of notice that this is kind of new. Like, there was a time when if you were doing something and you made a mistake, it didn't go the way you wanted, you drew a line incorrectly, something happened. So the vision of what you were trying to create suddenly wasn't turning out the way you hoped. It didn't go well. Do you remember what that used to yes. be like? Can you describe to me what it used to be like when... Uh, it used to be like, ah, I made a mistake, ah, screw the whole thing, ah, stupid mistakes. Asher's description here is a little understated. The reality is that making a mistake on pretty much anything, a drawing, a homework sheet, a maze, really anything, was the catalyst for a huge explosion, shouting, shredding, storming, and slamming, the whole nine yards. But on this day, something very different happened. And just so people know, you were we were doing an art project that was... Uh, yes, we were. An architecture project where you were designing a home, and you chose an architectural... Oh, I didn't know it was supposed to be a home. I thought it was just a building. A building, yeah, sorry. A building. You were designing a building. You chose an architectural style of... Modernism. Modernism. And you were using a ruler and pencil and paper. And I I drew this this huge um, sort of crystalline obelisk that was held off the ground by a bunch of, like, pylons. Yeah, it was very cool looking. Yeah, I'll say. So he was happily working away on his project... And by the way, Asher happily working away independently on any project is still cause for much joy for this mama. Anyway, then suddenly he made a mistake. But I did hear you, I was sitting across the room and I heard 
oh, I'm like, oh, I made a mistake. That's not what I wanted. And then I heard the eraser. And then you just kept going. And I'm just wondering, because that, you know, even last year wouldn't have been the case. Last year, that would have been enough for you to potentially shred the paper and storm out of the room. That would have been unfortunate. Yes. Do you remember when that used to be the case? Sort of. One of the things I spent a lot of time doing with Asher is noticing and then pointing out to him when he makes a more positive choice when it comes to an emotional response to something. My good friend Allison Bauer, who's one of my guides in figuring out how to best navigate parenting Asher, has trained me to ask reflective questions of Asher so he can learn more about himself and his own process. The goal is to help him continue becoming self-aware and knowing his strengths and weaknesses so he can start anticipating challenges and know how to better respond to them. Why do you think you took it so hard when you made mistakes in the past? I'm not exactly sure. Would you say that you are a perfectionist? Sort of. Like it doesn't have to be completely 100% perfect. But I can't do it if it's bad. It has it has to be good, or else I'll keep trying until it is good. Well, that's interesting you say that you'll keep trying until it is good, because... Or until I get too infuriated to even be able to work on it. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's one small problem. I was curious to know if Asher noticed the difference himself, or if he knew what changed for him. If he knew why today, and actually more and more lately, he's moving through frustration in a healthier, more useful way. I asked him if he had any ideas. What has changed for you, or what feels different for you, that's preventing you from having that big explosion of frustration? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Part of it is that I'd rather not destroy my own work. Does it feel different for you? Yeah, it, it feels better. Can you describe kind of what's going on in your mind that's... I'm like, ugh, I made a mistake. Well, that's what erasers are for. Erase, erase, erase. (laughs) Did you start to get upset, but then you caught yourself and prevented the explosion from happening? Or I'm just kind of curious what helped you have a different response. I, I was a teeny bit upset, but then I stopped myself. Like, I wasn't going to have an explosion. And so what was the outcome then for you? Then I ended up having a faint pencil line. (laughs) Is that okay? That wasn't where I wanted it. Yeah, it's fine. Are you still going to complete the project or do you feel like it's ruined because of I'm still going to complete the project. Last year, Asher and I had read through this great book called What to Do When Your Temper Flares, A Kid's Guide to Overcoming Problems with Anger by Don Huebner. And Asher learned about different strategies for diffusing anger and frustration in the moment. I reminded Asher of the book we'd read, and I asked him if he'd stopped himself from getting super upset by changing the voice in his head to something less negative. Sort of, yes, but I'm not like, I'm not consciously like, this mistake is completely fine because I have an eraser. I'm just like, yeah, that's fine, I have an eraser. It's a logical conclusion instead of a conscious thought. 
And it's also not an emotional reaction, which it used to be always emotional, right? Right. So I guess I'm curious to know, do you feel like the way that you used to have those big explosions if things didn't go your way, especially on something you were creating, do you think those days are behind you or do you, do you think it was just your mood today? Um, I think they're behind me. I'm not sure if the explosions are totally behind Asher, but they are so unusual these days that my husband and I are almost shocked when they do happen. And considering they used to be a daily occurrence, sometimes multiple times per day, to say this is progress would be a huge understatement. It's interesting. I used to want to avoid situations where Asher had the potential to get frustrated, mostly because I would have done anything to avoid the explosion I knew would invariably follow. But now, now I'm fine with it. In fact, I'd even say that I welcome the frustrations because now I look at them as opportunities to practice moving through frustrating situations without totally losing it and building that muscle in his brain. And let's face it, appropriately managing frustration is a skill pretty much every human on the planet could use, Asher included, myself included. So what's your plan for finishing up the project then? Just curious. Well, eventually I want to get some sort of architecture 3D modeler tool thingy and actually build it. Right. That sounds pretty cool. It will be. I would like to see that. Me too. All right. Thank you, Asher. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Tilt Parenting Podcast. Visit tiltparenting.com slash podcast for a list of all the episodes. And for the show notes for this episode, including a link to the book, What to Do When Your Temper Flares, you can go to tiltparenting.com slash session six. Lastly, if you like this episode, I would be so grateful if you could visit iTunes and leave a review for this podcast and subscribe. As a new podcast, getting reviews and subscribers is the best way for us to grow and connect with our audience of parents raising differently wired kids. Thanks again for tuning in. And for more information on the Tilt Revolution and to sign up for our community, visit www.tiltparenting.com. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.